0: You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe?
1: Welcome to episode 49 close to that is it a bicentennial episode thank you for tapping into some untapped keg here one of your hosts rj zimmerman here with brother-in-law monte ball repping the wisconsin voices of recovery sweatshirt indeed Indeed i got the uh you know ghostbusters what's up (laughs) showing showing my kids showing my kids that show so
0: how you doing big guy i'm good I'm good, man. Uh, all is well. We had a good night last night uh, broadcasting the uh, Fan Control Football League. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. But uh, What was all, the outcome? What was the outcome? The outcome was uh, my team. My team didn't lose. We did fall short. Oh. Yes, you we did. We
1: Do you want to hear give something credit. funny? Wild Aces. <laughs> you want to hear something really funny? After the game, the Twitter account for the Glacier Boys blocked Game Over Greggy, <laughs> who's an owner of the Wild Aces.
0: <laughs> some funny stuff, man. But how are you? How 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 are you doing, man? On this fine Sunday morning. I'm good. I'm good.
1: I, uh, early morning always seems like, especially darn kids. It was really funny. So oldest, the kids still run into our room and sleep with us at night, and it's just like, uh, I don't know what to. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what, you know. We just let him sleep like whatever. For a while we we're putting him back in bed and it was working, but um, we're going to let them be kids for or babies for as long as they can be babies. And uh, my oldest wakes up. Youngest slept all night in his bed. And he sneaks out of bed. He goes turns really slow and like shuffles his shuffles his way out of bed and then puts one foot down, puts the second foot down, tiptoes out of the room. I'm watching them with my eyes like very close. Um, And uh, the uh, next thing we know, we hear over the baby monitor, Alexa, Alexa, stop. And then we hear baby brother waking up, running into our room. And it's like, oh, my goodness. You can't just go turn on the TV and watch shows because he knows how to do it. No, he's just going to go yell at Alexa to be quiet and wake his brother up and be like, he's awake. I don't know what happened. He's awake.
0: Well, that sounds like him for sure. Um, That sounds like him. Absolutely. That's funny. That's funny stuff. But (sighs) let's dive right into it, man. All right. Let's dive right into it. You know, so our Sundays are. More serious conversation at the beginning, Um, and then obviously we start to talk about obviously some video games, uh, what have you, uh, you know, kind of things that are, uh, you know, hobbies, healthy hobbies that we have that keep us help to keep us sober. Um, But before we get to that point, I want to I want to talk about something. I want to talk about, uh, you know, kind of what we talked about last episode, which was um, you know the opioid crisis and shedding light on what some doctors may or may not be doing when they're prescribing opioids, um, why the opioid crisis is where it's at today due to the pandemic, etc. cetera. Um, the data is only increasing. So to talk about, to, uh, with today, I want to kind of talk about, you know, something that helps to combat the opioid crisis in a sense it kind of helps individuals out, um, you know, who may be struggling with opioids or has a family member who is currently using opioids, um, and that is obviously naloxone naloxone is what it's called, but you can also call it Narcan as well. And I'm actually going to read the exact, you know, reason for naloxone um, uh, just so I don't mess it up. And naloxone, you guys, is used to treat narcotic overdose in an emergency situation. So those who may not be familiar with naloxone, I'm just going to now refer to it as Narcan. Um, essentially what it is, is you get a nasal spray. It's two doses and one nasal spray. If you're if you're in a situation where somebody is overdosing with an opioid, you can provide them with that Narcan. And that really, that helps them in a sense, come back to life. They actually like to call it the Lazarus Lazarus effect, because essentially what happens is the individual who was overdosing is sitting there obviously ODing and losing consciousness, of course, and they come back to life with the doses of Narcan. And I want to bring this up because I want to, attack the stigma that surrounds Narcan. And this obviously ties in to what we're doing at Wisconsin Voices for Recovery. And I apologize, RJ. I'm I'm going to get long-winded here for a second, but I'd love for you you to- You don't have to (laughs) apologize. You get going. (laughs) But uh, So the stigma that surrounds Narcan is this. Most people feel too ashamed to have Narcan on them. Most people feel ashamed to ask for Narcan. Most people feel ashamed to even speak on or speak of of where to find or get Narcan because they're too ashamed of it because of the stigma that surrounds it. And I'm here to say that we most definitely need to continue to attack this stigma because what we do at Wisconsin Voices of Recovery is we're actually going around the state installing Narcan boxes in hotels and uh, gas stations and uh, other locations as well. We just installed one two days ago, you guys a Narcan box at a healthcare facility in West Bend. That's right. In West Bend, we installed a Narcan box there. And so what is a Narcan box? So what the project that we have is called Nalox box. Essentially what it is, you're looking at a little first aid kit installed on the wall. As soon as you open it, we get a notification ding to our phones it's us that it has been opened. And what it is, is an individual can just grab it for free close it and that's it now we just know that we need to go and refill it but that's the stigma that we are trying to break the stigma we're trying to break is even if you aren't somebody who currently uses opioids but you obviously know of someone who is currently using take the narcan just take it and just have it have it like a have it like you do your first aid kit with band-aids or, or antibiotic cream etc have it in your purse, in your backpack, or whatever. And that is what we're trying to push for at Wisconsin Voices for Recovery is allow for people, allow the accessibility for Narcan. Just grab it. Just take it. Um, We installed one at a Hy-Vee about three months ago. Yes, at a Hy-Vee. People just walking into Hy-Vee and shopping, you see this box on the wall. We want for people to feel comfortable to just grab it. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to ask the front desk for it. Nothing. Why? Because you don't have to explain to Jane or John Doe that you're worried about your child uh, who's currently using opioids. That's none of our business. We want for you just to just take it and, you know, obviously utilize it in a safe way. Um, so I'm sorry I got long with there, but I wanted to bring that up because there's a stigma that surrounds it. People are afraid to ask for it, to, to have it on their hands because they're afraid of that judgment. They're afraid of having to answer too many questions. They're, they're afraid of just unraveling their entire life to somebody who they don't know when you don't have to do that anymore. That's what we're pushing for at Wisconsin. Voices discovery recovery is to make it accessible to everybody to help combat this opioid crisis. And that's what we're doing. So the final thing I want to add to that, and then RJ, I would love for you to chime in. Where can you find where right now, obviously, if you're not stumbling across and I'm just saying, you know, if you're not coming across our Narcan boxes that we're installing, where can you find it? Well, I did look that up, of course, and I believe there are 45 states right now that allow for you to go into a CVS um, without a prescription. And I believe that you can ask the pharmacist for Narcan. Forty five states. I think the ones that don't allow that are Hawaii, South Dakota, Wyoming um, and two other states. But a majority of the states obviously allow for you just to step in to a Walgreens or CVS, ask the pharmacist for it, and you will get it. It is of a cost, though. I think with the coupon, CVS allows for you to get it with a coupon for two doses. I believe you can get it for $97. Obviously, that'll vary here and there due to taxes, whatever. But I just wanted to throw that out there just so it kind of pairs with what we spoke about last episode about the opioid crisis. Now, I want to share about how we're trying to fight and combat the opioid crisis and what we're doing at Wisconsin Voices for Recovery with installing the boxes around to break down that stigma. So um, What's the shelf life on Narcan? <clears throat> that's a that's a really really good question, man, and I let me look that up real quick because I do not want to spit out anything incorrect. Narcan shelf life. I'm I'm just
1: curious <laughs> for like, you it's know, really if people question. are carrying it around, maybe it would be something that 36 you months. Should, 36 months that. Yep. It's a heck of a shelf life.
0: Right. The FDA has approved. Now, how do you store it? The FDA has approved the 36-month shelf life after completing a comprehensive review of data, which included all versions of Narcan. Since the study was conducted using all versions of Narcan, any product previously released with a 24-month shelf life can now be extended for an additional 12 months. Now, the question is, how do you store Narcan. How do you store? I
1: assume that teenagers can store it in their wallet like a condom, you know, when they're going to prom or <laughs> something like well, that. Well, that's only if it was foldable.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's a little like nasal device. Right, is, right. Um, you store it between 59 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm, so obviously don't recommend it being in your uh, vehicle. Freezer, of course. Do not leave it in your vehicle. Um, it's good just to be left on top of your counter because the beauty about Narcan obviously do not administer it to anybody who doesn't need it and don't allow for your kids to administer it to themselves, but there there's no harm to it. If you're not overdosing, anybody can take Narcan um, and there is no effects to it because it only activates or acts upon someone who's overdosing the shutting down of the brain stem. It, it activates that. That's an it, individual.
1: It reacts to the opioid that's in their system, correct?
0: Boom. Yep. Absolutely. It blocks like those receptors that are trying to accept the uh the uh, opioid. Yep. Um so who so one who is not overdosing, again, here at Untapped K, we're not condoning for you to abuse Narcan, but the message is it is not harmful to someone who is not overdosing. If they were to accidentally use it, please do not misuse Narcan. But that was just my message.
1: <clears throat> it's a, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people need more education about. Just like we really need education about how bad the opioid p- crisis is, especially when it's it cool. comes to, uh, you know, lower to middle class families because that's where it's the most devastating. Um, you know, it's, it's going through rural areas as fast as it is Mm -hmm. going through cities. Um, it is a true gateway drug, not just like what, you know, they used to tell you about marijuana. As it turns out, that was a fabrication about marijuana, but like opioids really do (laughs) open up to heroin and other hard drugs, you know, meth. So it's something to... it is it's no joke it's it's legit no joke there's we can make lighthearted comments but that's just cuz i'm uncomfortable <laughs> right about cuz it's so bad and <laughs> it is when i'm uncomfortable i make jokes you know it is no <laughs> you're you're making a
0: good point because the the <laughs> opioid realm the opioid realm is the things that you just mentioned it is heroin it is meth it is obviously pills um abusing prescription pills it's It is a broad spectrum, and you're right. You know, you obviously, you you hop into that realm and you use one. The data that we're seeing is an individual who is experimenting with one is going to experiment with multiple others. That's the unfortunate part about opioids. And the conversation that we, that that love that we're having here at Untep Keg, which obviously encompasses all drugs and alcohol, of course, is the stigma that surrounds it. You cannot, and this is a perfect segue, uh, RJ, into what you wanted to discuss. Can't expect for an individual who is battling an addiction to then also have to battle this shame and judgment that comes along with it, which is a stigma. That's just not. That's not appropriate, and that's not. I mean, what what are you? What are we doing if we're we're going to shame the individual for using, and then we're going to shame them for getting better, um, or, or or shame them from walking in and. And having to you know ask for help or to share personal information so that they can be placed on that track of recovery. We're not allowing for people to do that. And that is here at Untap Keg is what we're going to continuously harp on is this God dang stigma. The stigma pisses me off because I cannot stand people living in glass homes, throwing freaking rocks at other homes. I don't, I don't like that stuff. I really don't. And, um, Again, I'm going to shut up here because I'm going to get too pissed off at that stuff because I it really gets under my skin big time. It really does. And I know that there was something you wanted to share, RJ, as well about this whole stigma. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, it's something, it's something that we kind of talked about um, in a previous episode, but just saw uh, this morning, which mm-hmm. it, watching it, I was like, my eyes got wide like this was acceptable but it was i mean th- thinking back on it thinking on how some people still talk about it when you talk about sobriety no matter what it's about people bring negative connotations they want to either put you down because you were weak you you know you you had uh abuse issues you know you're an addict that's what you know that's what those people say but right. when people get so I tweeted out about it and it's a David Letterman interview from 2013 with Lindsay Lohan after Lindsay Lohan got out of rehab um, I didn't know David Letterman himself is a recovering alcoholic um, but honestly that to me that just makes it worse it because he should know better <laughs> Then you should know how it feels. And um, like he was basically badgering her the entire time about her substance, you know, issues, substance dependency. And she went to rehab and he was making fun of her for going to rehab. And it's like as somebody who's sober, like I don't want somebody sitting there rehashing all of my Mistakes, all of my low points, like making me feel even worse, because all it's gonna do is push me back to the bottle. All it's gonna do is push me back to the, my substance of choice, my addiction. Be, well, no matter what I do, I can't change the, your perception of me, so I might as well just start drinking, right?
0: I. That's, <sighs> that's the that's the cycle. I mean, that's the cycle right there. That when one when when, when a recovery meets that stigma wall meets that shame that comes with that wall, the the badgering, the the guilt shaming, all all the above. Yeah, you're right. It's okay. I faced this when I was using, and I'm facing it now when I'm in recovery. So you May- know, what's the use of being in recovery?
1: <laughs> yeah. My, I might as well just not even remember this because it's going to be the same treatment no matter what, right? Like why Absolutely. be here? Why be present?
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, that's been circulating the Internet now, Um, spreading like a wildfire right now on Twitter. And again, our goal is not to, at least for me, I don't want to speak obviously for you, RJ. I I don't want to I'm not here to cancel David Letterman, but but I'm glad that that we are revisiting it just because we obviously have to learn from that moment. That's a great example of that stigma, even though they may be good friends. That's still just not a good, obviously somebody who is David Letterman on that platform, still not, that's still not a good representation of a conversation surrounding addiction. Because the young minds out there who may be watching that or may have saw that then. Can say okay uh in in situations that are very difficult to talk about um addiction this addiction that humor is the great thing to have with it because that helps to just you know kind of make the whole situation feel comfortable which is not the right approach to have with it it's not because it's not a joking matter unfortunately when you're looking at the data now the pandemic you guys i see the data from cdc the pandemic um And this is not a joking matter. We have seen a significant spike in overdoses, et cetera, because people are isolated at home because of the isolation. So it's not a joking matter. I'm sorry, man. I'm doing a lot of talking here. No,
1: and I'm glad you are because, like you said, you have the information. You have the knowledge that we need to share with us. And when it comes to David Letterman, dude's retired multimillionaire, like – And A, I'm not coming for them. I wouldn't anyway, but pointing out somebody like you shouldn't be treating people like this is not coming for somebody's job is not canceling them. True. It's saying be better. That's what it is. Like, hey, that's not okay. It's not okay to treat people like this. It's not okay to um, make fun of people for, something they've come to terms with about themselves. But because you are uncomfortable with it, you're going to make fun of me for it. Whereas sometimes when I'm in a situation talking about it and I'm uncomfortable, I will also tell stories about myself that because I don't want them to tell the stories first like and make jokes about it. It don't make it right and it doesn't make me feel good. Just because I'm laughing doesn't mean that I'm... You know, not crying on the inside. That's what thats what people need to take a step back when you talk about. Hey, we shouldn't be doing this. Like, hey, when when you talked about someone that way, that wasn't okay. They're not saying, "Hey, you're an a-hole." There's no there's no changing that. Like, you need to be fired. You need to you need to know you're a bad person. Like, no, what they're saying is, "Hey." That wasn't the best way to handle that. Let's be better next time. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to point something out for you to change. Like when my coworker the other day told me that like I was really quick to anger, I didn't take it like I'm a bad person or I'm an a-hole. I took it like this guy knows me. He knows I'm not quick to anger. So he's legitimately like, hey, what's going on? Like I needed that. I needed that to to be top of mind. Like we need to stop taking things like their personal attacks when they're not. And I understand taking things as personal attacks that aren't because I also do it.
0: No, that's a good that's a good point. The constructive criticism, constructive criticism is not meant, it's not meant to be personal. (laughs) Constructive criticism is just allowing. Yeah, you're just critiquing an individual in hopes that they better themselves and, and, and whatever it is that the constructive criticism is for. So, yeah, you made a great point there, which is yeah we're not we're not. We're not out here saying, you know, running around with cancel David Letterman signs and, and saying that he, there's no place for him in show business or, or, or what have you or whatever. Um, no, he, I think right now we just need to speak on that because we're starting to see now with the data that kids are younger who are experimenting with drugs. You guys, we're talking age nine. We're talking age nine, sometimes eight, nine. Um, And so we need for them, obviously, because obviously they have cell phones in their hands. We need for them to know that that's not how we that is not how we should be approaching situations of talking to somebody who is who just stepped out of rehab. um, Or who is going through some sort of crisis, in a sense, because they're at a very vulnerable state right now. I mean, and obviously you should just never do it. So. You Know we came, we came the guns a blazing this morning, <laughs> we came ready, <laughs> right? And
1: you know, just just thinking back on um CC Sabathia, who um, a lot of Brewer fans know for his legendary stint with the Brewers to get them to their first playoff berth since gosh, it was like the 80s or 90s, like early 90s, maybe. Um, he went to rehab before the playoffs when he play, pitched for the Yankees, and this was maybe two, three years ago, and they were World Series favorites. And I just remember how sports, radio, sports, um, and sports center and stuff, like, people were just roasting him. Like, why would you put your teammates in that position instead of, you know, going out, like, waiting until after the playoffs were over, Why would you try to get yourself better? And it's like, hold on a second. Like, he is doing this. It may be something that he has to do for himself, but it's also something that is affecting his teammates, his family, like things that matter more than the score of the game, things that, um, that just he's trying to make life better. You know, who cares about sport? Like, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, no job is worth your life. No job is worth your life. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was two years ago that people were roasting him like that. And then when he came back and he didn't pitch as well, people were like, well, maybe he needs to get back on the sauce. Like, I mean.
0: See?
1: You know, humor is one thing that can get dark quick. But at the same time, when you have a national show, when you have a a national, um, you know, a broadcast, like, you gotta be, you gotta I'm know what apologize. you're saying. You gotta know how it's gonna come off. You gotta know, like, <laughs> after you say it, just apologize right away. Like, you shouldn't have to be called on it when you say something like that. Oh, I was just joking. Like, no, you weren't. You're just mad that you got caught. Like, that's not, just say, I'm sorry. I got caught up in the moment and I made an off color comment and, that's not what I really believe, and I shouldn't have said that.
0: Man, that's it, and that's and that's and then you move on. Yeah, it's it's and and that's the point that we are making is if you're a David Letterman, uh, a Larry King, rest in peace, of course. Um, if you're in Oprah Winfrey, you know you're you're talking platforms that you know that's the that's the pinnacle of of show business. That's the pinnacle of talk show hosts. That's where you want to get to um, to have that type of reach you got to be on top of it you got to be on top of what's okay what's not okay to say new trends or, or not new trends but you know what i'm saying of of, of new like like then today we know now in the recovery field we cannot use the word addict addict has a significant amount of stigma attached to it. it's almost synonymous with the word junkie just not what we use so obviously using that as an example if you're the oprahs or the larry kings the um, David Letterman's, you got to know that stuff. if You're going to be talking about that. And again, that's not what Letterman said, but that was just an example of you got to just be on top of it. If you're at that level of fame and and, and that great of a reach with your talk show. Um, so hopefully David Letterman says something about it. I don't know if he had in the past or has already or or, or, or what, but what I love, what we're seeing hmm. now, is we're really starting to see a huge push into the recovery world, um, mental health. That's becoming huge right now, which is good because we see what's going on here in America, from gun shoot, school shootings, to to obviously just gun crimes, uh, to crimes, to our youth experimenting with drugs, our the suicide rate in, t- in in young girls is through the roof right now because of social media, cyberbullying. Kids are mean, that. man. Kids can be <laughs> very mean. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So this this push into mental health is. I'm glad we're doing it. I wish we would have done it sooner, but well, I guess better late than never. But it's, it's happening. It's happening.
1: And it goes out. It goes out to all aspects of life too. I mean. I really wish people would put action behind words. Um you know, words are wind. That's from uh you know, Game of Thrones. <laughs> the book. Are <clears throat> words are wind. <laughs> and uh Like when I say I'm true. A, a God of <clears throat> War. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Words are wind. Like actions <clears throat> are what speak more than just words. Um you can say say you're gonna do something, say something you know, to, that you're going to do something for like, let's say a company to make the, uh, culture better. Let's say you're going to think more holistically, but then when it comes to the actions, you're still these little things like stopping at a gas station to go to the bathroom. You're going to reprimand that. Like you're going to, Oh, you stopped at a gas station three times on your shift. You're only allowed to stop twice. Like what? Like I've heard of that. Like, um, Who cares even if you just stop to get a coffee or a candy bar or just to walk around, stretch your legs. What if Um, you bought a
0: coffee on your second trip to the gas station, drop it like (laughs) in your car or something and need to or go back to the gas station or something, get another coffee.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So it's like, and that's just, that's not like, I'm not talking from experience with that because um, that hasn't happened, but. At the same time, there are little things that are like you're making mountains out of molehills. Like we're taking mm-hmm. something that's very little and making a big deal out of it for no reason. But then when there's mountains and you make them into molehills, that's also when there's a problem. Like you, there's a sometimes there's a fine line between when to make it a big deal, when to make it even like a medium deal, and when to be like, you know what, it's okay, you're human, let's move on. But when it, when, when it comes to sobriety, like how you treat people, how you treat yourself is a big deal. I mean, you know, we say it often. We're gonna, I'm going to say it again right now. Like it's the most selfless, selfish decision you can make because you have to make the decision for yourself. Nobody right. can make that decision for you. If people make right. the decision for you, you're going to go right back to it whether it be a couple years or not, like eventually it's going to fail. Like not, not fail. You're just, you're going to end your journey. You're going to take a detour, take a fork in the road. You're not a failure because you're not sober. If you try to, that's not, not what I meant to say. It was the word that came to my mind, but that's not what it is. Like if I had a drink, I would feel really depressed, but Eventually, I would just get back up on that wagon because I know that for myself, I have to, I have to do this to be proud of myself, to be proud of, to wake up in the morning and just be like, what do I got to do today? And not think, who do I have to apologize for the night before? Not think of, you know, just being there completely as a worker, being safe, Mm making sure that I come home to my family. Like I know that I have to stay on this journey to do that. Um, And everybody's journey is different. You know, your journey uh, may not be complete sobriety. Um, you know, let's give knee a shout out here who's cut his drinking down from four knee to five brady. nights a week to one night a week and one night this week. And then next month he's going to do March to sobriety. Which we're going to give you a shout out for that because uh, we're actually going to celebrate that too, <laughs> Nibra. So yep. we appreciate the we appreciate the <laughs> the love there and the idea. We're going to do something for uh, March to sobriety, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And that that is a good accomplishment. That's something you should be proud of. Like yeah. starting with cutting down. Knowing that no substance is worth having a control over your actions, like what you're gonna do. Like if you are, I can't wait till Friday so that I can have this drink. If you are, can't wait till three thirty so I can drink. So or you, no know, matter what it is, like go to the tables and gamble, or you know, I can't, I can't wait to. Um, I mean, you know, go to, some,
0: go to the brothel or some sex addiction. Yeah, sex addiction. An, even if
1: like you can't you feel like you can't function smoking if you're not smoking weed like right
0: yeah it's you i mean you're you're right on it man it's' it's, it's um the mind altering um state if you if you can't wait to get into that mind altering state then that is when that is when you need to identify that as a problem uh, absolutely but hey knee brace Congratulations, Nibrace. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. That is the harm reduction approach. And uh that is a very successful approach. Um, in in many examples. So uh kudos to you, my friend. That 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 is awesome. That is awesome. And we uh we would love to keep the relationship alive, man. For 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 March, maybe we can do something together, some March sobriety thing. I think I think we can make it awesome. Absolutely. But
1: and I you love, hold us I, to that. You remember, words are wind. You make sure yeah, we act on it, man. right?
0: Words are wind. But I love the conversation, man. I love the conversation about the stigma just because obviously this has been a battle that we've been fighting um, for a very, very long time, uh, that being the, just the recovery world. But I love that we're starting to really get some traction here within the last five, six, seven years uh, of you know what that stigma is you you say that word to some, it's just a talking piece, a buzzword. but for companies like the one that I'm with or and obviously there are hundreds there's thousands of others talk on that stigma, which is the shame that comes with the the gatekeeping that we spoke about in a couple episodes back where kind of gatekeeping you know individuals who are trying to you know get help for recovery um. Or you're stopping people from celebrating. Even
1: even <clears throat> if it's a week, even if it's three days, like one full day, like exactly. celebrate. Exactly. Treat yourself to a slice of pie. Like know that it's, it's the first steps that are the hardest. Yeah. And honestly, like sometimes five – six seven years down the line there's gonna be days where that step is gonna be hard that step is not gonna be easy it's it's not just like um you know it's you're going downhill and everything's peachy keen like that's not how it is that's ju-
0: it's just there may be a relapse yeah in in it which is okay that's as okay long as obviously you get back on the wagon it's uh you know when people say it's part of the journey it's it's uh i almost you know, I, I get I understand what they're saying, um, but in a way it can come off as people are condoning realizing that's not the case. It's just I like to wrap it up in in a few sentences, which is when people say it's part of the journey. What they're really trying to say is you have to understand that you're going to have more bad days. That's just what it is. That's a fact. I mean, we're human um, and we're on planet Earth. Um, you're going to have more bad days. You just have to figure out how, what tools you're going to use when those bad days come about, and also just understand that you're going to have more good days than bad days. So that's just what it is. And for some, a bad day may be blowing up on somebody. A bad day may be calling into work and and faking being sick just because you are a little down. A bad day may be not eating for a day. Uh, And obviously some, maybe a bad day may be relapsing. Uh, So the spectrum is broad, but you just have to understand that Bad days are coming. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. Have your tools ready.
1: One thing that you touched on there that I want to make sure that we okay, like people understand that this is okay. It's okay to call into work sick because you need a mental health day. That is yeah. an okay use
0: Absolutely. of sick
1: time. Like if you need a day to just That's true. be you, just be with yourself, to be with somebody else, to get your mind right, do it. Don't ever apologize for it. Don't ever let somebody make you feel bad for doing it. Like that That's is, good. it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to recognize that and try to take steps. Like, absolutely, I had a bad day. It was the other day, and I can't remember where I went, but I texted my partner and I said, "I don't know why, but my anxiety is really high right now." And she called me. She's like, well, "You know what's going on? I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I just have this." foreboding feeling like this this it was anxiety that i just i don't know where it came from i'm not sure what it's what it was doing there but i just i can't put it in so she sat there and talked to me so it kind of went away like yeah sometimes those things happen and it, it's part of part your mind not having that altering substance that to hide those feelings right right that's like
0: a good, that's a good catch I'm glad you gotta you,
1: you gotta accept that i wasn't even normally i'm the type of person that wouldn't tell anybody about it i just hold on to it i just know like yeah. i have this foreboding feeling what did i dream about huh <laughs> is it is there gonna be some deja vu coming something really bad's about to happen but like there's been a lot of stuff happening like you know my career we've had a very very bad few years um with accidents, with, um, you know, I talked a couple episodes ago about the fatal, fatal accident at work. Like, um, that's sometimes things are just going to pop up and I'm just the way my brain works. I just, that's how my brain works. Just all of a sudden it'll just snap back to something and I'll fixate on it. And then I'll feel bad. Just like I'll think about a conversation or two words i said in sixth grade to a teacher and i'll feel just terrible like i'm the biggest a-hole in the world or like i'll go back to high school Mm -hmm. and be like why did i say that why did i treat that person like that like i am not a good person but it's just that's just how i work that's just how my brain works
0: i hear you and i'm glad you brought that up because yeah I i don't want for people to yeah misinterpret my message there uh when I did make the comment, yeah, of of having a bad day and calling into work, yeah, it's most definitely okay to do that to get your mind right. Get your mind right.
1: No, um, I think that's what you were saying, but I wanted to specifically point it out that that's okay because some people still like to shame you if you take a mental health day, and that's not
0: right. That's America for you. That's an entirely different conversation that we can have um, about how you. I love the I love the quote. You. Us Americans, we need to understand that <laughs> you are an exploited worker with Stockholm syndrome. <clears throat> that blew me away when I read that.
1: Because it's so true. It's so true. Oh, We're oh, talking oh. about that at work. Uh, I
0: was like, whoa! I was like, so true. We sit here and try to validate, or, or okay, yeah, working forty hours, getting x, you know, very slither amount of sick days uh, and vacation time, and yeah, that's that's part of the norm. Nope, <laughs> just in this country. But that's a that's a different conversation. Yeah, we're talking about how
1: Europe right now, most European countries are thirty-two hour work weeks, and they're just as productive as Americans. And it's true, <laughs> but we'll never get to there. N-
0: never. It's capitalistic brand. This 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 the foundation of this country is capitalism, and it's and it's not going to change. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I think I think the conversation that we're having today is awesome about the whole stigma and the and obviously Narcan, treating your mind right, doing what's best for you, and that is hopping back on the wagon or hopping on the wagon for the first time and uh, doing it for yourself. Uh, you have to be self with, selfless with that act, or me, selfish. Be, like selfish, yeah. Thank you, selfish yeah. with that act because you have to do it for yourself. Because then the beauty about doing it for yourself, you may feel. You may feel bad about being selfish about that, but everybody around you is going to reap the reap the the rewards of being around a sober brother, son, father, sober daughter, or sober partner, or so. You know what I'm saying? So, uncle, aunt. Yeah, absolutely. So, I love what you mentioned about the foundation of your sobriety. You have to do it for yourself. We're humans. We love to do. We're n- naturally a little little selfish. Just just each individual. And still focus on that. Do it for yourself because that's what you deserve. No one deserves it more than yourself. And then everybody's going to just enjoy a sober you. They're going to love that, but you got to do it for yourself. Period.
1: Yeah. And then celebrate other people's accomplishments, whether no matter how you feel about it, just celebrate it because then people will be there for you as well. Like... It's, you know, if, if you're jealous, you can either be toxic jealous or you can use that jealousy to better yourself.
0: Well, that's so, crazy to me that there there actually probably are people out there who are jealous of other people's sobriety journey. That's, that's even wild to me to even think about.
1: Well, that's where gatekeeping comes from. Like, you shouldn't be celebrating because you're only – Two years sober, just wait until you're, you know, 17 years sober and, you know...
0: It's like, how did you get to that 17-year mark? Did you just wake up one day and and say, (laughs) I'm 17 years? Obviously, you had to start at...
1: Nobody congratulated me. (laughs) Well, if this is how you act all the time, I don't know if you have any friends to congratulate you. Like, (laughs) It's okay that other people want to celebrate something. That's fine. There's nothing wrong
0: with that. No. I mean yeah the conversation is an awesome one because you really get to when we're talking about this stuff you 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 really you're diving into you're diving into a battle really I like to view it as you're diving in head first into the coliseum and thing that you're fighting across the you know i don't arena is a monster that's just been thriving for decades decades on decades on decades uh thriving in a sense to where it's 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 a significant problem across the masses i mean we're talking since the 60s um and that obviously being addiction Um, so that's why i love this conversation because i always like to view it that way you're diving into this arena you just got to make sure you're equipped you have to have the right tools you have to have the right uh just things to know like what are your triggers what are your stressors and all of that stuff—just uh, a beautiful process of self-reflection—and obviously defeating that goddamn monster. So, you know, I'm a visual learner.
1: So. If uh, <laughs> if you need some help, my son likes to take a wiffle ball bat and hit poles and say, "I'm scaring the monsters away," so uh, we can, you know, make some noise for you if you feel like you need some help. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. <sighs>
0: Absolutely. What else you got? I guess we can jump into some entertainment, huh?
1: Yeah, we've been uh you've been enjoying that Mordhau, huh? I saw I you wait. posted a couple videos that were pretty funny.
0: I'm way too addicted, man. I'm way too addicted. Uh You know I'm starting to really notice the difference between PC games as I stated before and uh console games um which Although I'm not this diehard PC guy to where I'm just bashing console games now.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You're wearing glasses now. It seems like you're going to start talking about Excel spreadsheets and doing your taxes.
0: No, I just found out what FPS stood for. Um,
1: You didn't know first-person shooter?
0: Oh, no. I thought frames per second. Oh, your time frames per second? All right. Yeah. (laughs) I just found out what that meant. So I'm not I'm not this PC guru, but uh, Mortal is an awesome game. Again, I, I spoke about that. Um, if you guys want to change it up, it's a great change of pace, but it's an awesome thing because every single game match that you play, there's just so many different outcomes that are just awesome. Um, but talked about The Last of Us. There's not really you know are there any big time games coming out? Are there any any rollouts coming
1: or we were actually talking about this last night yeah not not really so like ratchet and clank just announced they're coming out in june which is going to be fun that's is that naughty ps5 dog? only no that's insomniac
0: okay naughty dog is crash bandicoot,
1: right? crash bandicoot and jack and daxter that's
0: the jack and dax okay
1: that's right okay so it's yeah i mean you know covid's made a lot of different uh Entertainment industries kind of flip on their head, and one of them that has been very different from how things have been done in the past is obviously game development. So, how I think that a lot of games are kind of behind schedule. I mean, Resident Evil 8 is actually coming out fairly soon, I think. You got Mass Effect that- Legendary Edition in May. About that.
0: They keep talking about that tall lady,
1: yep, she's like, <laughs> she's like nine feet tall. That's kind of creepy. So, that, she, yeah. She's a zombie? Vampire.
0: Oh, vampire? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, that should be interesting, but, mm. um, you know, it's just like with movies, like, what, what is going out in movies this year? So, like, you know, you had Wonder Woman 1984 come out soon. Oh, another one, like, One Night in Miami, A Night in Miami yep that came yeah, out that's is, supposed to be really good i need to watch that
0: but the muhammad ali and and others met uh pretty cool stuff i think that's what it's about muhammad ali um was it malcolm x Not. Ma- thank you thank you jesus so bad malcolm x although they didn't actually meet in miami but they were all there i think for some event and they are just speculating on did they actually have a meeting that's just what the movie's about, which is which is a beautiful story. There it's great, uh, great, great things about it.
1: Yeah, so like TV shows are starting to come out, which is cool. Like they're filming. There's there's some really good TV shows that have uh, been put out lately. So like you know I've been into Warrior. I think I haven't heard if the third season's been picked up yet, but I hope so. Watch that on HBO Max if you can. It's really really good if you like uh, martial arts. But more than that, it's a good time piece, right? Like how humans have, and especially white Americans, have always treated people poorly. Is that Um,
0: similar to the Tom Hardy movie? Warrior, where he fought his brother?
1: No, it's not even close.
0: No, okay, because you said martial arts and you said warrior, I'm like, okay. Right,
1: no, no no MMA. It's based in like 1870s San Francisco, so.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, It's like Chinatown, and then like how the Irish and the Chinese had a rivalry that was very not um, healthy. <laughs> uh, what else is have I been watching? What have you been watching? Um, WandaVision. WandaVision is so good, go. so I'm good.
0: Start, I'm gonna start watching that. I keep hearing people talk about that. I, I'm gonna start watching.
1: Marvel it. just kills it. Like they got I'm these small fan, characters though. that come back, and it's like
0: what i'm not a fan of vision though but i guess i need to i guess obviously i can learn more about vision huh and uh wanda, what's her name is it wanda
1: yeah it's wanda i
0: guess that's Wanda vision learn more about their backstory and stuff it is not a lot about their backstory okay
1: but the first five six episodes are 30 minutes long so like it's not much time investment, so if you're not enjoying an episode, it's like you know, snap of the fingers, and it's over. That's what it feels okay. like. So, yeah, that that show is it's funny. It's got a lot of humor. It's there's small details that you can is it catch. like
0: sitcom sitcom format.
1: The first is it is first, it where
0: it the the camera is just pointing at the stage,
1: like the first three episodes are okay. So like uh yeah so it starts in the 50s second episodes takes place in like the 60s third episodes in the 70s and then I'm going to leave it there so yeah it's yeah. that yeah i marvel's killing it marvel pretty much everything yeah. they do is just absolutely
0: killing it so yeah, they left they left dc and the <laughs> good gosh oh speaking of ago. which today
1: you know what drops today? Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Love Happy you.
0: Valentine's Day. What? What drops?
1: Justice League, the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. The four-hour movie of how...
0: Jared, Jared Leto's back, right, as Joker? Yeah. Not a fan, but hey, we'll see.
1: This is Zack Snyder's original vision for the movie, which is completely
0: different than the movie that came out, it turns out, which is Unbelievable saw some photos of Jared Leto's Joker and he pretty much looks like a deranged butcher. A deranged meat butcher. There's um, a yeah. there's Good.
1: a different villain like Cyborg looks way different. Like dude, this it actually could be entertaining. Unlike the actual Justice League movie that came out to theaters.
0: That movie was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's almost as bad as Batman vs Superman, but not Batman
0: quite. Versus Batman vs Superman. is way better than, <laughs> way better than the Justice League.
1: You're right, Batman. it is. But
0: <laughs> way Batman vs
1: Superman is not. I wouldn't that. even call it a good movie. That's oh just my opinion. God.
0: You know, it's
1: average. It's fine. You know that
0: you're in the minority. It's you are the, like big time in the minority when you say that.
1: It's. The definition of a capital F fine movie.
0: All right, let me Rotten Tomatoes, that bad boy.
1: I, I am not as much in the minority of that as you might think.
0: Batman versus Superman, Rotten Tomatoes got a... Holy crap. So, uh, what other video games you got? <laughs> Dude, they gave it a... The tomato meters are twenty-eight percent. I told you. But the audience scores are sixty-two percent. I told that. you. That's a good movie though.
1: It's a capital F fine movie.
0: <laughs> That's a good movie. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Real quick, then let me pull up uh what was that uh the Joker's girlfriend movie, Harley Quinn's movie, uh the, Birds of Prey.
1: The, yeah, Birds of Prey. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm ex- I'm excited to see this. Because I enjoyed that movie, but you didn't.
0: On. I give it a 78%. As it turns out, 70%. you just
1: have really bad movie taste.
0: That movie was not good. And the audience score is even higher. Because I it's a fun
1: it- movie. You took it like a serious movie, and it's not supposed to be serious.
0: I, yeah, okay, m- my take on... It's like a it's like DC a dumb and Marvel action movie. Movies. DC and Marvel movies, you have to have a killer villain. DC. Uh uh uh, uh Wonder Woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Brilliant, because the villain was awesome. Awesome. That never yeah. man. I loved because each they were both like villains to each other until they realized that. Justin Eisenberg, just Jesse Eisenberg his character uh Luther. Lex Luthor yep Lex Luthor is actual villain i i i and i'm a am a fan of Lex Luthor i like Lex Lex Luthor
1: but anyways so whatever i mean you could just <laughs> straight up go to the greatest villain in any superhero movie and go to killmonger i mean if you can't you know empathize with that character you just don't have empathy so i yeah, You know, <laughs> looking at movies, video games, and TV shows that are coming out, I feel like TV shows have been the best prepped mm-hmm. coming to come out. Movies, there's a lot that are sitting there. They they still don't know what they're going to do to make their money back. Like, that's a big thing. Movie theaters aren't open. Movie I think te- that
0: movie, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. But, I no, you up. go ahead. What's that movie with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Black Widow?
1: Yeah, I it's, think- it's, what is that one called? Uh, it is Captain Black Widow, isn't it? isn't it just black widow i think it is with scarlett but johansson that movie looks good but they keep pushing that out
0: they said that they said they're just gonna they're they're gonna put bring it out in the movies movie theater
1: yeah that's what because then there's uh captain what is it falcon and winter soldier that looks really like a really good show too that looks like it's gonna be a cool buddy comedy and nice. i'm i'm here for that i'm here for that
0: is it the same actors yeah and it's a TV show. Done. It's a
1: TV show on Disney+. Plus.
0: said that he was done playing Captain America.
1: No, it's not. It's uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not. Oh,
0: Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I and it
1: America. turns out that he may be, uh, Chris Evans may be coming back as Captain America.
0: He probably is. Oh, so I th- For some reason, when you said Falcon, I thought, okay. So That's because that, he's going
1: to be the next Captain America. That's Just true. think about he, that. Pretty he, soon, he, he took the you're going to have a black person playing Captain America.
0: Right. I think that that role can be a black person, a Latino person, an Asian person, because I think that just symbolizes, you know, that's just. That that's symbolizes what, what we want America, America to America. be. Yeah. It's Captain America. It's a melting pot. America is, uh, we are accepting of all cultures.
1: We want to believe we're accepting of
0: all cultures. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fortunately, we're not there yet. But.
1: Um, Yeah, Yeah, to me, if Marvel made an immigrant Captain America, like, dude, like, a Latinic immigrant Captain America, what kind of message would that say? Send. Like, (laughs) that's a message you should be sending. That's what they used comics for. That's why the X-Men were created. That's why. um, You know what he should do? That's what comics (laughs) talked about all the time. That's what they did. Million dollar idea here.
0: Which for real though. And it's it's I'll give you credit on it. Have a Latino um what you said Captain America? Or who'd you say? Yeah, yeah, Captain America. Have like the first episode, him walk up next to like Trump's wall. Just like just like push it over. <laughs> just and just just falls like paper thin. It just falls.
1: Well, have you seen the videos that uh, they made the bars so wide that you can just <laughs> turn yourself sideways and step in between?
0: I love it. And again, I'm not making joke of, of people fleeing for asylum. Uh, just wanting to really just making a joke about that dumb. About racism. <laughs> about that dumb wall. Yeah.
1: About stupid love racism.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um but I think, yeah, man, TV shows have been on the rise, maybe, Yeah, which, I'm, makes, which makes sense. If
1: anybody has it, Apple TV membership for one month is worth <laughs> it to watch Ted Lasso. Best show I've seen in like three years. That show is amazing.
0: You keep talking about that. I'm gonna it's to like it it's $5 <laughs> for
1: one month, $5 for one month, and That's that cheap. show is amazing. Five bucks.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's, yeah, like... Man, Jason Sudeikis, yeah, Jason Sudeikis, he just killed it in that role, and everybody around him just absolutely crushed it. I, I cannot recommend that show enough. I'm a fan of him. Ashley has liked it so much that she's watched it twice, and she doesn't oh, watch shows twice. She watched the she whole doesn't. thing twice. First so that might
0: be the first show I think she's ever watched. They're half like. hour
1: episodes, so they go really quick, and it's like it's. It touches serious topics, but then, like, it's lighthearted, too, so...
0: Okay. Uh, talking about the Berlin Wall. <laughs> and the
1: man. welcome. That's a great line, though. That's what he should say when he does that. Or they say. The what man. they say when they do it.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, Million-dollar idea right here. <laughs> like, Germany had a wall, too. Just step across. Uh, but... Exciting times, man. I guess for, well, well. let me rephrase that. I don't want to be tone deaf. Obviously, we're still dealing with the pandemic, of course. Uh, and here at Unted K, we must definitely want to uh, extend our support any way we can, virtually, of course, to those that may be suffering in silence. Please reach out to us, man, um, or woman, or, you know, whatever. Please, because uh, you're not alone. We have our bad days, too, of, of feeling super isolated. So uh, we understand that it's tough for people, and we're just trying to provide some happy-go-lucky content, just to just to put smiles on people's faces. But I obviously, touch on serious topics,
1: like how bad you <laughs> were at Rainbow Six last night. I was good. I clutched up.
0: Games. You did. I was good the first two games, but that was my only fourth time playing the game.
1: Oh, and so I, that's that's where we're we're going with it right away.
0: Well, well, I, I mean, it's true. To me. I it is true. I didn't understand like the, the like you were telling me to put that stuff down when I was mute and I didn't even know what it was. Um, it looked like a modem. It's a it's it a jammer. Power. It's <laughs> an EMP
1: jammer, and that's what okay. it is. Yeah.
0: Once I, it's kind of like Apex. Once you understand the the character specials and stuff, then obviously know, knowing when to use them.
1: Yep. Uh, that's when you and how it to yourself. use them for sure, right. for sure, for sure.
0: So when you excel in the game. Uh I, I do like it. It's different pace, of course, from Rainbow Six. Very slow pace, but obviously I like the realism of it. Obviously, if you're in battle, combat, uh, you know, in that sense, I guess with guns. So if you're not gonna run in a guns of blazing like you do in Apex or like you do in <laughs> Warzone or something, because obviously a few bullets, that's all it's gonna take.
1: Wow. So I enjoy the game. I played some if Rocket League last night too. Did you really? Oh man, Bad. I I always laugh so hard. Well, yeah, I mean not good, but I always laugh so hard when I play that game. I always get to a point where I'm laughing so hard I'm not breathing. I'm not making any noise, and I'm, I'm that's such a good, good feeling.
0: I, I stopped playing because so I'm just way too good.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got up to uh, above diamond to the egg egg level. I don't know that's because you haven't been to that level yet.
0: Right. When, yeah, honestly, one day
1: you'll get to the egg
0: level. To be honest, I, I, I kind of stopped playing that game a little. I'll, I'll get back into it because I actually do like it, but people are way too good at game. Obviously, once you start climbing the ranks, you start playing some real people, and I'm like, you guys. That's, they're flying. We're and- just
1: filthy casuals. <laughs> we're not we're not here to be amazing. We're just
0: filthy right. casuals. We're here to have fun. <laughs> That's it. They're, they're flying and... Carrying the ball while flying, and then it will pass it to their player who's also flying, and he'll, you know, spike the the ball into the net. And I'm like, okay, gee, like
1: <laughs> that's not real. That can't really happen. Cars can't even,
0: fly with like soccer balls. Well, they can if you watch any Jason Statham movie. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
1: sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch I mean, I- Watch Crank.
0: I have I seen d- Crank. Don't say that. I was done with him after that movie when he had that bomb on the bottom of that car and drove it through a ramp and turned it upside down because there was, a, and the crane took the. It might have been Crank, but took the bomb off the car and then he landed. I was like,
1: was that Crank or Crank Two? Uh,
0: whichever one. But I was like,
1: because Crank Two was really bad, but Crank was actually pretty good.
0: Crank like, was the one
1: where he had to take the keep his adrenaline high, <laughs> and then Crank Two he had to get the high voltage shocks.
0: Come on, man! I mean, it was I'm called like, Crank Two High Voltage because there's this awesome video that I, <laughs> that I watched a long time ago, and they were talking about the Fast and Furious movies because all of a sudden now Fast and Furious is not about racing cars anymore.
1: <laughs> it 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 never was after the first one. Uh, I guess now, fast two kind of was I, I guess.
0: think one two think and Tokyo Drift were all about racing and you are gonna lose your car if you lost the race and yeah there was the fun stuff about it, the street racing. Now they're doing espionage, international arms races and trades and
1: dude, XYZ. they're going to space in the next one.
0: So this video that I watched, it was funny. This guy was <laughs> this guy was acting like he was the crew. you know what I'm about to say? <laughs> So he was acting like he was the creator, uh, the writers, and they were having like their little powwow. And so they were just, he said, just throw out random ideas. What are we are going to do for the next one? And all of a sudden the guy said, how about this? You get them to race. And the guy laughed, race? He said, race? You don't race anymore. <laughs> and he said, in rocket ships around Earth, <laughs> <laughs> around Earth and then land and have to race in a car or something like that and it's still and, and also he goes write it down and then what do you I know? like a year, that a year idea. later yeah and then they look a year later they're going to space now i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> now those movies man i understand you're watching for entertainment but when this fool Vin Diesel purposely wrecked his car Flew through the wind, through the car, something like that, and caught because they both wrecked on a put on the opposite side of the highway, and she was gonna fall down and Letty. Vin Diesel caught Letty, and he wrecked his or something, and flew out and caught her and landed, landed with his back up against the windshield. I'm like, dude, you would have shattered every bone in your body. You would have been.
1: When it comes to family. Dom's not joking around. He's got superhuman powers when it comes to family.
0: And then we got the Rock in. I can't remember what that movie was. Where it was. It was. Hobbs,
1: villain, Hobbs and Shaw. Boom. Yep. I was just when, thinking about that
0: when this fool held on to the chain <laughs> with that had a Black Hawk helicopter on the other end of it. And in this arm, he's holding a god dang like diesel or something. I didn't watch that movie. Yeah, dude, he's literally he's on the back of like a diesel, and he's holding onto the diesel, and then grabs a hold of this chain that to stop the helicopter from flying away. I, said, <laughs> I watched it with my dad. I looked over at my dad, and I said. I'm done with this whole movie right there. I understand when you're watching a movie like that, you're going to have some things that are not possible. That's the beauty about going and watching entertainment. But when you get to the point of a fool somebody holding a goddamn helicopter with their arm, he, he wrapped it around his arm a chain, and it was like this. And holding on, I said, y'all can miss me with this whole movie. I'm done. Oh, oh thank God. Trying. I said, I'm done. I said, if he's capable of doing that, then there should be no movie. There's no conflict if you're that strong. (laughs) There's no plot if you're that strong. (laughs) He's going to do that, but then go into fist to fist battle with the villain and like get whooped and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I'm (laughs) done. You got the strength to hold a helicopter. (laughs) G.I. Joe, too, right there. I think the Hulk may have struggled. You know, he grunted a little bit throwing a helicopter, like. Not, not 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 The Rock. <laughs> not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But anyways.
1: <laughs> so we talked at the beginning of the show about the fan control football game last night. Mm. Dan the man wants to know if there's any team or uh player that surprised you last night. Um
0: uh, surprise um well, I didn't watch the second game. So the first game, you know, I'm a, I'm a Glacier boy and RJ's a wild I wouldn't necessarily say they say that there was a surprise. It was just awesome to see a few players step up. But, uh, you know, watching the highlights of the second game, um, I guess the surprise of the second game was just they had a lot. They had some electrifying plays. They had some pretty awesome plays in that second game. And I guess the surprise, Dan, the man, That I can, that I can, to answer your question, is the amount of engagement. I'm surprised to see that there was a lot of engagement. I think they stated, kind of funny, stated that they there was twenty one thousand people who tuned into that stream, Um, and obviously the 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 engagement leading up to the game was 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 one heck of a surprise. So, well, with the uh, it
1: sounded like the second game, it pretty much was the fans going. Uh, bomb every play, bomb bomb bomb. Bomb bomb, 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 See See bomb. bomb. Annoying, man. But so then the the quarterbacks had all this room, so they just ran. They took off and ran. Damn. It was like all quarterbacks running from the highlights that I saw. But one thing that's really cool is it made SportsCenter fan control football made sports center So and that's, that's how you need. know you're doing something pretty good. You um, pretty good. Exposure. I thought Trey Flowers, who was quarterback of the Beast um, in the second game, he looked really good. But I was actually really surprised with, uh, in the first game with DeAndre Francois. Was, yeah, Dude Francois. needs to be a starter because, man, he looked really good. Every ball he threw was catchable. And that Williams pass Pepper. he threw to your wide receiver that you were talking about, who's yep, got a Andrew high, Gardner. high motor, high football IQ, you know, he never quits. He's uh, always in the right place at the right time. He, you know, that catch he made, though, that was, that was, a, that was a great. He, that dude balled out last night. That receiver, he was really, really he good.
0: He did. Uh, Andrew J- J- Andrew Jamil, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Francois. I was going to mention Dan the man when he stepped in. He, you could just tell that he's played at some some high level football because of his poise in the pocket. Oh, he was just standing there with the football. Uh, you can always tell that uh, with a quarterback their their amount of experience by how they stand in the pocket. Um. Most quarterbacks that don't have much of experience, they're kind of frantic in the pocket. But obviously those who have, have experience in the pocket understand that there's that, there's that clock. You have about on average about three and a half seconds. So you got to use every part of that, you know, three and a half seconds. You got time, you got time, you got time. Now you got to make a decision. Um, so I was surprised by Francois, but RJ, my question, man, is what have we found out yet? What's going on with the rotation of the quarterbacks? Cause First string will go in, and then I think it's, it's, what is, it's what are the your third series. Every
1: three series that you have, um, the backup quarterback has to play on the third okay. series. So, so what happened then? So the starter then. for for the Wild Aces separated his shoulder on that fourth down run he had. He did. And then he finished the drive, completed the two-point conversion, and then was out for the rest of the game with a separate shoulder.
0: Yeah, the well, fan-controlled football. He pulled. He pulled a Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Kobe. But shot the free throw after tearing his Achilles. Bro, that he looked really good though. Like all his passes were right there.
1: Like yeah. that starter for the Wild Aces. I was, I was impressed with him. But I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna end up being a really good product. I think that. I think there's some things that got ironed out. It was the first game last night. I think the second game was a lot faster. I think Dan the Man's already yeah. said it was much faster, and that's good. That's what they need. Um, and then high-scoring like that. They need those exciting plays. The well, defense I mean, doesn't matter as much. It is cool to see good defensive place, uh, plays, but.
0: Well, here's the thing is I think we would be doing a disservice of not mentioning the one player. That ratchets, ratchets up the gameplay of the second one, even though we may not agree with his behavior off the field. We're only just speaking about the game, and that's Johnny Manziel, of course. Um I'm sure he had a lot to do with the electrifying part of that that game I did see his first scramble he took it for like he took it like thirty yards but um there's some there's some there's some players oh the backup for manzo looked good too oh, that's 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 good to yeah, know. yeah he man.
1: did he was the one who made that mm-hmm. final play
0: oh wow this uh, and the and he dumped it and yeah where he like that's spun right. away <laughs> like
1: almost got sacked turned around went the other way dumped Ooh. it off and then dude got hit out of bounds
0: at, like, the four-yard line. He said, oh, he tried to dive. He tried to MJ and space jam and uh, fell short. Yeah, that was was cool. A difference that I would make in the game, there's two differences. I think they should just widen the field by 10 yards and lengthen it by 10 yards. Give them 60 yards and give them a little bit, 10, 10 more yards on the width. I feel like the field is still too short. Um in 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 both dimensions, but with but with both dimensions.
1: Um Well, with no kickoffs, I don't. That's true. I think the length of the field is fine, but yeah, if you widen it out just a little Maybe bit, widened. you give them that's, give a little bit more space in the middle of the field. Right, could make for some fun. That's for sure. That's
0: it's a skinny. That's a skinny field. The, I mean, it's uh, an arena
1: football league <laughs> field, is what it is.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: But I do like the no kicking. I love the two-point conversion. Like, yeah, I did see that. Knee brace pointed out his, uh, what Johnny Manziel's Johnny Football said at the end of the game, win or lose, or zappers are win or lose, we're going to booze. And it's like.
0: See, that's why we make the comment of <sighs> we do not agree dude. with his off-the-field actions, um, but if we're strictly talking about the game of football and obviously fan-control football, we're talking about the second game. <laughs> And obviously, he brings a little bit of excitement um, to the game, but he needs to clean up his act off the field. That's another conversation.
1: I, um, I don't know. On his face, it looked like maybe he said that because that's what people were expecting him to say. Maybe, but yeah, I still agree. I agree with that. So that's it's an exciting league. Yeah, and it is.
0: What, what we're gonna do at Untapped K? We're gonna so we're gonna broadcast. Every, uh, every, are the games always at they always the first one? Set, set, set. Seven
1: and eight. So next right. week it's also seven and eight. So That's Wild awesome. Aces has got the beasts. Bring it, Marshawn. We're going to take you down too. And then, uh, Glacier <laughs> Boys have the Zappers, the Johnny Football Zappers. All
0: right.
1: The draft is Wednesday night. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I'll be on drafting but i don't think we'll live stream it and then um you know we'll see it'll be interesting to see how the draft goes because i think backup quarterbacks might be drafted a little higher than they were
0: we can we do our sports podcast thursday night so i guess we can just it's
1: wednesday night
0: oh you said wednesday sorry
1: no that's all right because i was thinking about the timeline too but it's uh yeah wednesday night is wednesday night okay and uh That's yeah, it, man. Let's, uh, let's let's give some shout-outs. Uh, let's see here. We got AdWins, six 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 eight ten A10, Commander Root, Dan the Man, Knee Brace, and Twitch Details. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope that we, you know, we gave you some laughs talking about that uh, Fast and Furious and some movies coming out. Hopefully we got something to look forward to. Uh, the movie I'm most anticipating is Dune. I really want it to be good. It's time for that property to have a good – of something good besides the book. So that,
0: that's George Lucas, right?
1: No. Um it was, I
0: thought that was a- George Lucas.
1: Alejandro Villanueva, who did uh Blade Runner twenty 20- oh, okay. forty nine, twenty forty seven. Yeah. He did that one. So okay. which I really like that movie, but I can't remember the name of it right now. But let's uh twenty
0: forty nine, I think, or yeah.
1: let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least if we failed, we're trying Monts, where can they find you?
0: You guys can find me at Monte ball 28 on Twitter. So the eight is not there right now. I don't know
1: why I tried to fix that.
0: We will fix the eight, but Monte ball 28 on Twitter, Instagram, Monte ball, um, obviously our Cake pages as well. Shoot us topics, questions. Um, one thing I do want to mention, we're working out the logistics right now, the scheduling of getting a special guest on, um, for our Sunday mornings. I'm not going to say his name yet, but, uh, uh it's going to be fun. There's a gentleman that I played football with, you know, at or with the Broncos. So we're working on getting that scheduling down and, uh, it's going to be pretty cool, but thank you guys for your engagement. RJ, where can they find you? Yeah,
1: you can find me at it's trickster. ITZ. The I is a one. Um, that's on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, untap keg anywhere, reach out to us. We'll get back to you. It doesn't matter how you find us. Uh, send a message if you want to talk. And we're here for you. So I'll do this again. I'll put a little bit more excitement in our voice. But let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we fail, we were trying. So, and uh, let's have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Also, episode 50 next week. Tune in uh we'll do a little soft reboot we'll do some we'll have some fun celebrate a little bit 50 episodes we appreciate everybody so i'm
0: sorry i'm laughing at your comment jj should join the beast you bet that's where we should be <laughs> we'll leave it at see everybody